morning, everyone. We are so glad to have you here with us on this beautiful 4th of July Sunday to celebrate the freedoms not only in our country, but the beautiful freedom of the gospel in Jesus Christ this morning. Stand with me, if you will. Welcome to you guys online. Let's pray as we begin our worship. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place, into our hearts today. Lord Jesus, thank you for the freedom that you have given us through your sacrifice. We love you. We worship you and lift you up today. And it is in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning, CF Paris. We celebrate independence and freedom today. I have just been excited about this, this set list. We are free at last. His grace runs deep. Oh, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. So let's celebrate the one. The freedom giver.
to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Sing, there is power. There is
Father, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hello. <laughs> it is good to stand in his love, amen. So, so good. Let's pray. You can go ahead and be seated as I pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time of worship. We thank you for so much for this season in our lives. Father, I pray that you prepare our hearts, prepare our minds for what you would have for us this morning from your word. Give us wisdom, give us knowledge and understanding of you and who you are, God. Father, we're a, we're a people, a friends, family, a church that desires you and your ways. We desire more of you in our lives. We don't always know what that looks like, but God, we want you, we want you to the fullest. Father, help us as we get closer to you. Anything that we learn or gain from you that we wouldn't use that against others or let that be something that would puff us up, but God, let us be humble before you. Father, help us to see something today in your word that we've never seen before. God, correct any lies that we may believe about you or anything that we misunderstand. Direct our steps according to your word this morning. We love you, God. Be with us as we continue to be in your presence and be together this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. Well, happy 4th of July, everybody. Everybody got all your fingers? Got any missing fingers out there this morning? <laughs> you guys have a good time last night with friends and family, or maybe today you're headed out to the lake or whatever, but it is... It's a great, great weekend to come together and worship. Welcome everybody online as well. We're glad that you're with us. If this is your first time or you're a guest with us, thank you for coming. We'd love to know that you're here. We've got a little card in the back of the seat called New Here, and it's how we know that you're, you're here as a guest. We'd love to send you a little more information about our church and what we do, our mission and our vision. There's a link online as well. Um, also, if you've been coming for a little bit and you want to know what the next step is, there's an orange card called Serve Here, and uh, we'd love to get you plugged in in some sort of serve team, whether it's with ushering or greeting or kids. Or there's, there's always something you can do to be a part of what's going on here in this building and in our community. There's a lot of ways to serve, so we'd love you to check that out on that orange Serve Here card. Um, I know we have an announcement video coming up, but before we do that, our ushers are going to come and receive our offering. We appreciate uh, everyone that gives and contributes to keep what we're doing here in this community going. We thank you so much for your generosity. Um, of course, as a guest, we don't want you to feel any kind of obligation or pressure uh, to have to put anything in the bucket as it passes or to click that link online, uh, but you're welcome and free to do so. God loves a cheerful cheerful giver, so it speaks in the word. Amen. Of course, we're still, we still have all of our online avenues, um, text to give. The online app and also on our website if you prefer to do it uh, 
that way as well. But thank you so much for your continued generosity to keep the mission going. Here in just a minute, Pastor Corey's going to get up. But before that, we've got some announcements from the Broadways. What's up, CF Paris? We're so glad you're here today. Two announcements for you. First of all, next Sunday is our Start Here class. If you're new, you have questions, 9.30, come before church. It's going to be awesome. And our second announcement is VBX. If you missed it last week, we announced that everyone gets to come the whole week. All five days, plus that six bonus Friday day with water. It's going to be awesome. We're so excited. Get your kids signed up. I think that's it. Is there something special about today? No, that was, oh, I'm a little loud. All right. Um, just, to, just to make sure that you know that I know that was not recorded right back here in the back. There was no fires that were started right back here in the back. And if you were to be so inclined as to think that you wanted to come up and, oh, say, shoot off a massive load of fireworks, no, it wasn't done here. All right. Uh, it, is, it, is, uh, it is super exciting to be able to celebrate today with you, July the 4th, uh, a day of, of our national independence. Uh, it's a day we celebrate, it's a day that we enjoy, we, we, we get together, and yet at, at the same time, how many of you know that there are so many people who think completely different than you, and the way they think, it just, well, it's It's difficult. We've been in a series uh, in a message called Shalom, and, and if you, uh, I encourage you, if you weren't here last week, go back and, and watch online, go to a church online platform, you can find it on our website, and, and, uh, and just watch this video, because the, the premise of this whole series is kind of based or steeped in this understanding of what God means, what Jesus said when he looked at us and he said, my peace, my shalom, I give you. Not just any old peace, not the peace that the world can give, not the peace that, that we're continually seeking for. I, I mean, in our lives, we keep thinking, well, this will bring me peace. This is what I need to be happy. This is what I need to live and, and to be functional and, and, and to enjoy life. And all the while, God is saying, no, 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 your, your peace isn't found in circumstances. Your peace isn't found in things. Your peace is only found in Christ. My peace I give to you. So my peace, I now live with inside of you. My peace I give to you. And yet, how many times do we walk not in peace? Um, but this, this word shalom, it's, it's this Hebrew word for peace, but it, it, it means so much more. It really does encompass every single aspect. It's, it's peace in your mind. It's peace in your relationships. It's peace in your relationship with God, your relationship with others, your relationship with yourself. It's complete mental wholeness, complete peace. It's all of these areas of our lives 
entrusted to him with such confidence that, that we rest our mind on him. We find peace in him. Now, the title of, of today's message is, is, is going to be Peace in Difficult People. Because, because apparently a pastor is not allowed to include in the title of his sermon the word stupid without offending somebody. Because you know and I know what I really wanted to put up there. Let's do this. How, how, many, of you, how many of you here today, how many of you know somebody that's difficult to love? <laughs> don't, don't, don't point at them. <laughs> uh, oh, people are like standing up on this side. They're right over, they're over there. Um, people, just generally speaking, can be difficult to love. Nowadays, look, it, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago I didn't know anybody who was a, a true expert in anything. Like none of my friends, nobody that I, I even like just maybe was just, just acquaintances with through Facebook. Nobody I knew was a expert on anything. But nowadays, people have graduated from the <laughs> from YouTube U. Got their doctorate from watching three videos on YouTube and hearing a couple podcasts from somebody. Here's the, th here's the thing, guys. Look, being offended, being offended is inevitable. In life, being offended is inevitable. Living offended is a choice. Y'all need to catch this, guys, because this, is, this, is, this will change. It will radically change your life. Being offended is inevit inevitable. Like, like when Jesus said, in this world you will have troubles, like at that time in my mind, he kind of looked over at Paul and he said, you know we're talking about stupid people, right? Jesus didn't say the word stupid. I just, I just see him looking at the situation and going, you know what we're talking about, right? Right, Peter, we got this? Being offended is inevitable, but living offended is a choice. It's a decision. So then how, how do we live in peace? How do we walk in this peace that God gave each and every one of us? How do we live in peace when people can be so difficult? Today what I want to do is I want to read out of uh, Romans chapter 12, uh, concentrating on verses 14 through 18. And Paul is writing, and, and this passage, it's, look, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's easy to read, it's difficult to live out. I, I'm, I'm fully intending to step on toes today. <laughs> but the great thing about this message is, that by the end of it, you're going to have to forgive me or, or you're not following Christ. So, hey. No, look, seriously, if you've got any, anyone in your life who's difficult to love, Paul, Paul says this. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Re rejoice with those who rejoice and also mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Don't be conceited. 
Don't repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. And then in verse 18, Paul says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, that's your will, your ways, your ability, live at peace with everyone. Look, that in and of itself, that scripture, it, it's difficult. That's difficult to practically apply. And now we're going to dive into what it really means and figure out how difficult it is. I want to start back at the beginning of this verse um, where, where Paul writes, he says, bless those who persecute you. The word bless here in the Greek, as you go back and look at this, it very literally means to speak well of or to wish the best blessings for. Eulogio, it's where we get the word eulogy. It's to speak well of somebody. Now, it's easy for me to wish the best for you if I like you. <laughs> Come on, guys. I, I, I mean, look, it's the rest of you that make it difficult. In our lives, that's the, I mean, we, we see people, and some people, they make it easy for us to want to bless. Somebody's nice, we're going to be nice. Somebody's generous, we're generous in return. There, there's like this tit for tat, it's this give and give, it, it, it works. But, but as soon as, as, soon as that, that idea is severed, as soon as somebody starts treating me wrong, as soon as, as, soon as the tables are turned, and it's no longer blessing for blessing, but, but you're sending stuff my way that I don't like, then... Natural tendency says, man, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to have anything to do with you. It's difficult to bless somebody when, when someone offends you, when they belittle you, when they betray you. Uh, the, the natural instinct in our mind is, is that they get what's coming. <laughs> Some of you are hoping. I'm encouraging that. Look, I mean, y'all are, are super quiet today. Look, y'all are like polishing your halos. Let me go ahead. There's not a righteous one in here, and I'm going to prove it right now. So any single one of us, we're, we're driving north out of town. We're on 271. It's 70 miles an hour, and I think it's 70. Is it 60 or 70? Whatever it is, you're going that or at least within the allowable five to seven miles over. That's not a rule. It's just an understanding sometimes. Let's say you're going the speed limit and somebody flies by you. They speed past you. They are flying and you know it. And then a couple miles up the road, like you don't even see their car, but you see the lights flashing. <laughs> you're laughing because you think it. Like everything in you wants to get over into the other lane, roll the window down. Got him! <laughs> they got what's coming, right? <laughs> so, so Paul, when he's saying this, when he's saying bless those who persecute you, is he saying speak well of, wish, wish the best blessings for those, those who may be mean to you? Those, those who disagree with you. Do you have to wish the best for stupid people? 
Look, <laughs> look, the short answer is yeah, but it's so much more than that. Let me, let me show you this. When Not only does Paul give this, uh, it's this very direct command. In looking into this, in the Greek language, what this is, this, this command, this very direct command that he gives us is what they call a present imperative. I'll, have to t- I'll tell you what that means because I had to look it up too. Present imperative, anytime you see within the Greek language a present imperative, what it means is, is you need to do that, and then you need to keep on doing that. It's not a one-off. It's not a one-time. It's this perpetual life that you live. So very literally, when Paul said, bless those who persecute you, we could better translate it, it is be a continual blessing to those who can be a continual problem. Paul, come on. <laughs> Look, I, I can be a blessing to somebody. I mean, if they're, if they're being irritating, I can continue to be a blessing for, like, look, come on. I, I, y'all, I'm not trying to play off some holier-than-thou pastor role. It, it's hard when somebody continues to belittle you, to continue to be a blessing. (laughs) There's a a passage where Jesus says that we're supposed to, uh, if somebody were to hit you, you turn the other cheek. And my thought is, okay, if they hit you, that means like it's hit you once. So if they hit me a second time, he doesn't say anything. So... So hit me once, come on, do it once, and then I pray you're coming a second time, because it's on. (laughs) And yet Paul is giving us this, uh, a perpetual imperative that as followers of Christ, we're to be a continual blessing even to those who can be a continual problem. I've said it, y'all are getting it. In my own, of my own accord, that's completely impossible. It's not doable. So then, if it's not doable, Corey, how then do we apply this to our lives? How do we live at peace with everyone? I mean, the culmination of this passage, 18, verse 18 says, live at peace with everyone. So how do we get there, Corey, if if we can't? Jumping all the way back to Romans 12, verse 1, we've got to look at the context of this passage. And, and, and I want to show you guys what it says. Paul starts off and he says this. He says, in view of God's mercy. Another passage writes it as, as in light of God's mercy. When, when you've realized, when you recognized, when God's light has shined upon your life, his mercy, his grace for you. How much... How much has God forgiven you? How merciful has God been to you when you didn't deserve it? How much has he blessed you beyond what what you've worked for, what, what you've strived for, what you've earned? How much more has he poured out blessings upon you relationally? Financially, different areas of your life. Look at the whole and and, and ask yourself that question. In view of God's mercy, in view of all that he's done, in view of his goodness towards you, his grace for you, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. 
your true and proper worship. Look, we, we come in to church and we know, okay, well, it's worship time, so we got to do one fast song, a good medium song that transitions into the slow song, and then that's the worship. That's how we worship God. Worship is so much more. This isn't even a sermon on worship, and, and this, is, this is good. You should write this down. Your true and proper worship. Worshiping God is the life we live. Loving people as we've been loved is a spiritual act of worship. It's your worship. So looking back at this scripture, offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Look, that the word itself just comes across as a contradiction in terms. Like nobody wants to be a living sacrifice. It's like, hey, do I have any volunteers for sacrifice of the day? I'm like, no, no, I'm going I'm to step back. Nobody wants to be a living sacrifice. (laughs) But when you think about this word, think about the life of Jesus, who who even said, look, I'm, I'm willing to die. In fact, he said, no one takes my life, I lay it down. I lay it down. So, so then for us, for us to love others as he loved us, we're left with having to lay down our natural responses. So you can't roll the window down and yell, got him, <laughs> sucker. No, there's a choice. O- offenses in life are inevitable. They're going to happen, but, but how then... Do we live at peace? We lay down our selfish desires. Or, as as Paul also wrote, we die to ourselves so that Christ can love others through us. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, Paul writes. But nevertheless, I live. But it's, it's no longer I who lives. It's Christ who lives in me. Look, some of y'all got some natural responses that probably don't need to be shown up at church. Come on. Like, you, you guys are, are just, like, you, I don't think, you know I'm talking to you. I'm talking to me. <laughs> and you too. It's letting Christ love through us. Coming, coming back to our passage in Romans, Paul goes on to say in, uh, in verse 16, he says, live in harmony with one another. Don't be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Don't be conceited, he says. Let me, let me just kind of take this whole verse and just kind of point out, do not be proud, do not be conceited. Okay, let, let's just let's look at what this says in the Greek. This is how it's translated. Stop being proud. And seriously, can you stop being conceited? I mean, it, that's it. There's your Greek translation. It's looking at each and every one of us and saying, I don't care if you're right. How are you presenting it? 
I don't care how right you are. Quit being so stuck up that you come across as proud and conceited. Oh, it's getting quiet. And everything in you wants to point at somebody else right now. I'm talking to you. Both sides of the line. I, I mean, every single divide that we have right now. Both sides wanting to be proud and conceited in all their rightness. <laughs> oh, I've never seen so many proud and conceited people before in my life. <laughs> well, I watched a YouTube video the other day, Corey. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus, help me now. Look, come on, look, everybody in here has somebody that you'd just like to grab them and you'll stop it! Mm, stop it! Right now, stop! <laughs> Listen to me, oh right one. <laughs> Jesus didn't tell us to be right, Jesus told us to be loving. He, he never said the world was going to know him by how correct we were. He said the world's going to know him by how loving we are. When people talk, we need to learn to stop listening to respond. Stop listening to correct. And instead start listening to understand, listening to love. If you can't be bothered to take the time to understand another perspective, your spiritual impact will always be limited. Hear me. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it, and it's not easy. Because people in life, they, they can come across as very irritating, difficult, or stupid, whatever, what you, whatever you want to call it. That's, that's how they come across. But, but when we shut them off, we then shut off any opportunity that we had to be an influence, to be God's love to them. If you can't be bothered to take the time to understand, not just hear, but to, to find out the whys of where they are. To care enough about their life, your spiritual impact will always be limited. As followers of Christ, guys, you and I, we've got to be bigger than that. Uh, scripture tells us that the, uh, our, our, our enemy, another name is that he's go, he goes by or that he's called is, is the great accuser. And what the enemy wants us to do is, is whenever we tell a story or whenever we, we talk about somebody, he wants the premise to be accusations in our life. He's the great accuser, Scripture tells us. So when we relate to somebody, when we talk about somebody, his option is that we always be accusatious. So if somebody does something to, to hurt or offend me, what he wants me then to do, he wants my response to be, well, I can't, I can't ever trust them again. 
That's accusatory. I'm making an accusation. It's based in truth, yes, but, but still, what's my response? My response, I can't ever trust them again. They're always only out for themselves. People are always going to lie to me. That's just who they are. Men this, women that. Always going to let me down. Liberals are a bunch of conservatives you hate. Look, you were filling in the blank. It's, that's what the enemy wants. My mom's always going to. My, my dad's always going to. He's... My, my kids are always going to. There, there's always going to be this issue. That's the way they've always been. It's never going to change. Look at that. We, we, we start to make accusations. 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 And it just starts to build up in our lives. And the enemy wants our story to be rooted in accusation. But God, God, God wants each and every one of our stories to be rooted in love. Not, not based on accusations, as real as they may be. Not, not, I mean, even though that person did what they did, what's your response? You see, accusations erode marriages. Accusations divide friendships. A accusations split churches, the body of Christ. That's why Paul said it needed to all be in love. Ephesians 4.2, he says this, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make allowance for each other's faults because of your what? Because of your what? I mean, it's up there, right? Did I? Y'all can read that, right? Because of your what? Whose love? No. No. Whose love? Your your, your love because of the love in you. Yes, yes, it's God's love. <laughs> it's the only way it works. Yes, but, but whose love? Well, God's got to love them, but I don't got to like them. Oh, no, no, that's not what it says. The world's going to know us by the way we love, not by how correct we are. Because of our love. Look, look I, I, again, you're going to be offended. It's inevitable. Living offended is a choice. But, but here's the, the point I hope to drive home. Your life is far too short and your calling far too great to be offended by something so small. Corey, you don't know. Life is short. Your calling, given by God, is to show his love. I, you, you can't argue it. I, I mean, the scripture's there. You can't say, well, it's not my calling, Corey. I, I, God didn't call me to do that. He did. <laughs> Can you... Can you guys imagine, like, come on, like, can y'all imagine if Jesus was, like, highly offended? Couldn't perform his ministry because of, of how people were treating him? Like, seriously, guys? Oh. How many times do I have to tell you 
Did you even bother to write it down? Of course you didn't. Thomas, always doubting. Golly. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is honestly completely ridiculous, right? Being offended is inevitable. Living offended is a choice. We, we just finished up here uh, uh, about a month back. We finished up our relationship principles, our, our, our relationship number one. Proverbs 19 says this, a person's wisdom yields patience, and it's to one's glory to overlook an offense. It's to one's glory to overlook offense. Overlooking an offense. Hear me, this isn't the same as pretending it didn't happen. Overlooking an offense is not the same as pretending it never happened. Overlooking an offense is a conscious decision to let it go. In fact, the word overlook in the Hebrew language, it literally translates as, as to pass over or, or to get up above. So what Scripture is telling us is to get over it. <laughs> there it is. Rise up above it. Rise up above the situation. Rise up. Don't, 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 don't trip down. Don't fall down to that level, man. Rise up within yourself. Get up above it. Get over it. Your life is way too short. You're calling too great to be offended by something small. Rise up, church. Get over it. We're going to have to learn to rise above the situation. It's daily reminding yourself, God, my, 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 mission, my mission is too important for this. My calling, God, is greater than this. I, I, I'm over this. If someone's been rude to you, I'm over it. I'm rising above it. Your mother-in-law makes a passive-aggressive statement towards you. Okay, that's a tough one. <laughs> no, and not and for clarification, not my mother-in-law. She makes the best cherry pies. <laughs> but how many there was a couple O's in the audience. Like No, I'm over it. A spouse belittles you, makes fun of the way you fold the laundry. But be glad I'm folding the laundry. No, no, no. Get over it. Don't, don't get sucked into the argument. Right now, man, my youngest too, uh, they, they can find ways to argue about anything. Anything. And I have to keep reminding them, like, hey, ho, ho, ho. It's like the bait and switch. Dad, did you see what? Oh, we do the same thing in life as adults. Apply this to every difficult person in your life, but, but also apply it to the people you love the most, the people inside your home. Because, again, guys, remember, love doesn't seek to win the argument. Love seeks to protect the relationship. 
Look, we, we live in a day and age where in, in your effort to be right, some of you have forgotten to be loving. <laughs> some of you need to rise above it. Even your rightness. Rise above it. Choose to overlook it. Hear me. I, I'm not saying that, that sin isn't sin. I'm not saying that it's all, oh, it's just God's grace and then we can do whatever we want. Come on. I'm saying your need to be right can come across as unloving. Uh, your relationships, <laughs> your calling, the ministry that God has on your life, our ministry together, the, the body, this church, th that calling is too great to get caught up in something so small. We've got so many, mo so many more important things to do. As I close, I'm going to have the band come up. Um, I want to come back to, uh, to our, our verse in Romans 12. How to love difficult people, because we all have them. Romans 12, verse 18. Paul writes, if it's possible, as far as it depends upon you, and, and, and I, love that, I love that in God's grace, Paul gave us a clause. Sometimes, look, sometimes you can't control what somebody else does. But as far as it depends on you, whatever's within your power, whatever's within your response, your actions, we're going to live at peace with everyone. That very well might mean the person that you're not talking to right now. As far as it goes for you, you're going to do what's right towards the person that was rude to you. As much as it depends upon you, you're going to do what's right towards the person that wronged you, took advantage of you. As far as it depends on you, you're going to do what's right. Again, I, 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 I want to reiterate this, guys. You can be right, but if you're not loving... You can destroy someone's chances of ever knowing that God is love. Or, or that he cares for them even right where they're at. <laughs> he met you where you were at. And you were one of those stupid people. I was, I still am a lot of times. People are going to let you down. They, uh, offenses are inevitable. I'm, I'm going to do something that's going to uh, offend you. And, and uh, Look, I may have done it today. Offenses are inevitable. Your choice to live offended is not. It's a choice. Some of you, you still have a chance. You still have an opportunity.
there's still a healing that could be had. You still have a chance to maybe begin a relationship with a child or, or, or maybe restore a relationship with a, a mom and a dad that, that don't deserve it, maybe. I, I don't know your situation. But you still have a chance to forgive somebody who wronged you and, and maybe, maybe, maybe see a, a miraculous restoration story that only God himself could write. It's tough. I mean, it's easy to say you got to forgive, <laughs> but it's, it's not easy to, to apply. You're going to need help from the one who is peace. The one who gives you his peace. He is, he is wholeness. He is completeness. It is, it's God. It's his peace alone. He brings relational peace within your life. And look, I've heard every argument. I'm not denying the arguments, but 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 Corey, you don't know, but they're not, they're not whatever. They didn't apologize. Oh, okay. They're not being nice. I get it. <laughs> well, Corey, it takes two to reconcile. Yes. It takes two to reconcile, but it takes one to forgive. It takes two to reconcile, but it only takes one to be loving. And so as far as it depends on you, as far as it depends on me, we're going to live at peace with everyone. Jesus, the one who is our peace, never told us to be right. He, he told us to be loving. So again, guys, as far as it depends upon me, and I pray, I pray this is your prayer too, as far as it depends on you, we're going to do the best by the power of the Spirit of God, not by my strength, but by God inside of us, recognizing in light of His mercy, in view of what He's done for us, we're going to live at peace with everyone. I, I, I want to go ahead and close Stand with me, if you will, guys, please. I, I, I want to I pray specifically, those who are tuning in online, those of you that are here, I, I want to, I, I know that in talking about peace, we're talking about the whole completeness, but kind of dealing with a, a, a direct area right now with relationships. Um, man, I, I've seen relationships torn apart that, it wasn't a year ago we were praying together. I mean, things, man, there's just, there's an attack on relationships like never before. Um, and through those, I, I realize there's people that, that, man, they just need God's peace. They need his healing. And so what I want to do today, with every head bowed, every eye closed, guys, if you're tuning in online, man, just type in the chat. I'd like prayer. There's a way on our, our church online platform you can actually create a private message with one of our pastors. Um, through Facebook as well, or you're tuning in on YouTube, there's ways that you can tune in or, or send a note to our pastors. But, but we're here right now, guys. If you're here and that's you, if, if there's just a relationship that's not where it should be, and you'd like peace within that, or you'd like some restoration some, some for God just to be able to settle something within your life, 
If you just real quickly raise your hand, I want to pray for you. Across the room. Across the room. So many hands. Awesome. Awesome. Those that are tuning in online, awesome. Awesome. Hands being raised. Awesome. It could be somebody you work with. It could be a uh, it could be a student. It could be a co-worker. It could be a family member. If the relationship just isn't right. There's something that's always difficult about the situation. Heavenly Father, we come together right now, Lord God, and we ask that you would do what only it is, what only it is that you can do, God. That we would walk in your love, the love that comes from you, comes from heaven, a, a love that we can't generate, Lord God, on our own. But Father, that we would consciously make the decision to, to die to our own natural responses, Father. As a living sacrifice and, and yet recognizing it's not us that's living, it's you, Christ, your love within us. Your love through us. God, I, I pray for those hands that went up, Lord God, those that are online that are, are dealing with hurting relationships, Lord God. Wounded relationships, broken trust, Father, these, the, whether, whoever, whatever, Lord Jesus, the situation. We thank you that you're a God of restoration. God, I know your word says that you're a God of healing. You're a God of forgiveness. And we pray for miracles, God. For miracles today, Lord. And if nothing else, Father, for miracles within our own hearts. That we would start there, God. Help us to... Help us to forgive. Help us to rise above. Help us to, to get over it, Lord Jesus. To, to consciously, in the moment, choose to forgive. Help us to, to give to you, God, those situations, those circumstances that, that feel unforgivable. Help us to let them go, God, without hesitation. In the way that you have loved us, Father, help us to love others. Father, I do pray for miraculous healing, restoration in relationships today. Beginning within our own hearts, within our own lives, Lord Jesus. And Father, I thank you that you're changing lives today. You're changing perspectives today. No longer focused, Lord God, on the accusation, Father, but instead focused on the love. Lord God, we thank you for all that you are. Our God, our Lord, our King, our everything. Our peace, despite what the circumstances say. It's in your name that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Guys, come on. Let's live in peace with people. God bless you all. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday afternoon.